You wanted the best. You got the best. Welcome to Voice Spark Live Thursday Night Edition. Back in effect. Must, back in effect. Must see TV. Hopefully NBC doesn't trademark us. So uh, anyhow, uh, let's go ahead and get into some news. AJ, <laughs> I'm going to kick it over to you this time. You got any news? Yeah, I did. I did have some nudes, uh, and I noticed that they had changed. Did you say the, uh, nudes or news? I have some nudes. Okay. But they don't do much good because they're voice only. But uh, uh, it was that <laughs> I noticed that they changed the inflection. Imagination. Uh, That's what you of, don't uh, see. Of Miss Alexa in that is when she says, like, I will set a reminder for you tomorrow at noon. The way that she closes down the noon with her pitch is different. Um, I think that asks some questions about what it does to people's sense of certainty that when you're constantly CICDing something that they're expecting and it's subconscious for them, you know, they're doing that, you know, maybe improving, but I think it, it, there's some questions. I think there's a discussion there to be had about the benefit of doing things without letting people know that things are changing, kind Mm -hmm. of pulling the rug out from under them. And then I said to her, she said something, thank you, A-A-J. And I said, and then that was it. And I said, Alexa, can you pronounce my name with the emphasis on A? And she's like, I can't do that. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. Not now. Yeah, come on, man. So I think that if I worked come at on, Amazon, man. I would probably bring it up as an important point saying that when we're talking about trying to convince people that they should sell their products like pizzas and things like that through our Alexa devices, that because it's contextually aware, the idea that Alexa is not even aware of the name of the person who paid the money to have the device is a little problematic. But at Amazon, if I worked at Amazon, then I would immediately be signed the task to do it. So that's why I would bring Listen, it Listen, I once described a DJ's music as boxed wine. Like your music styles, you know, like boxed wine. It's wine, but it's boxed wine, you know? So, I mean, it's just, it's getting there. Maybe, maybe it'll <laughs> has to age a little longer, you know? Well, maybe like if somebody gives you some eggs, you're like, this isn't any Fabergé eggs. They're scrambled. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. That's fine. Right. Powdered eggs for everyone. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, Ben, so that's what do you my got? news for now. Uh, well, I mean, this week, uh, Mr. Metrock brought up some interesting points about, and I think, Nick, you touched on this too, and in, in, uh, you're Nick with the news as well. Uh, the security feature uh, for um, the Echo as well. I mean, I, and I just got to bring it up. You know, there's a lot of small companies out there maybe one I belong to, you know, that's is in our space and it's just kind of like intrusion onto, you know, these other developers that are working tirelessly to be able to create these things. Um, and where, you know, where's the stop? I mean, we're, we're, we're we put, you know, hours in and, and, you know, built skills and all that other stuff. And this is not a little bit of a rant, but it's just kind of a question, you know, is, are they homogenizing every type of uh, industry out there and, and taking over a little bit here and there? And, you know, it's just a question to ask because I think there's a lot of other really great developers, obviously, that are, you know, maybe maybe it's for us to kind of push it a little even further, maybe leverage kind of what that they're, they're putting out there in the world. And it's just kind of an interesting uh, topic and subject matter to, to kind of pontificate on and think about. And uh, yeah, that you, Nick, you bringing that up with Nick with the news and then uh, Bradley bringing it up earlier this week as well uh, kind of had me thinking about it. It's like, oh, man, come on, come on, guys. But. You know, it's 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 time where maybe we get a little bit more customized with our with with. with our what about the people that uh, didn't happen to chance happen to have a chance to catch that? What is what is the subject matter? Well, that was well, just one of the topics. He was kind of going down the list. And Nick, yeah. if you want to kind of summarize kind of what you what you put in into the Nick with the news there. So it was just the it was just the fact that uh, Amazon's kind of cannibalized on a good bit of these industries, right? Like. Um, uh, the Alexa platform is getting so robust that it's 
cannibalizing the actual skill store as well. And, and Ben is is right on target with this as he looks at at how and how how is trying to leverage themselves as a as a platform. So, but there it, was some it, sort of security feature that you guys were specifically referring yeah, to. Yeah. So, um, if you pay five dollars a month, you can get uh, Alexa Guard Plus, which will allow if there's motion detection detected, uh, she'll start making dog sounds. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, it's like, it's just a little bit of intrusion well, actually kind of a lot of intrusion onto that, onto people's business models. In fact, right. I was actually on a Facebook group and I think somebody put this out today and what they put out was what is your drive for building skills? If a you're nobody's using them and B you're not getting paid. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that guy's got a good point. It was, it was, it was weird how he, how he wrote it, but, um, it was something to that effect. And I'm like, Whoa, like that's like, uh, you know, killing my own horse here, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. It's kind of a downer. I mean, I think the good thing is, and I, it, what kills me about a lot of these home security products and, and I don't want to toot our own horn, but you know, we just looked at the stats and you know what the majority of crimes specifically violent crimes in the home happen when the the homeowner or the the person that lives there is already there and it tends to happen with someone with they know so don't get any ideas amazon we, but our 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 skill and our action you know are right there and ready because um chances are someone has already let their guard down and those people are already in the home so that thing yeah. could bark all at, all at once at, at, at squirrels or whatever that rattles the, the windows. Um, the majority of the time, those crimes are, are happening with someone you already know at home. So I don't know, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting concept. Um, but you know, again, it's, it's a little bit of intrusion on a lot of companies that are, uh, um, you know, not, uh, this is one example and it obviously hits a little close to home because it's what we, it's what we work on. But, um, but yeah, I mean, cannibalization of, of all these other kind of, uh, industries and whatnot. I mean, where does it stop? And, and, uh, when, when do you let those people kind of, you know, roam freely and develop? And, uh, a couple things that I wanted to bring up, uh, uh, the, the first thing was the 900 foot elephant in the room, this whole Jeff, Jeff Bezos thing, like, mm. Oh, he's mm -hmm. stepping down and everybody getting all crazy about that. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, listen, the guy has been there for 27 years, right? He's made a shit ton of money. Yep. Do you really think he wants to die there? No. No. He wants to go out. He wants to vacation. Maybe he wants to start a charity. Maybe he wants to, yeah. you know, uh, I, I don't know, build a quilt blankets uh, for homeless people. I don't know. But it'd be uh, a great thing. Yeah, but here's the but here's Bezos the deal. Exclusive. Here's the deal. And this is something that I always go back to. There are two types of people in this world. First are the Joe Namaths in the New York Jets jersey. They get carted off the field. They just won the Super Bowl. They got their fingers up. We're number one. Or they stay around too long and they turn in to the Joe Namath and the LA Rams jersey that throws four interceptions and loses by 35 points. The choice is yours. And and Jeff Bezos said, hey, man, I'm going to stay on the board as an executive director or whatever, but I'm going to go do my own thing. I give the guy all the credit in the world. And, mm -hmm. hey, if he wants to donate or sponsor this show, by all means, if that's in your cards, 
come on, buddy. But but I think uh, happily I think, accepting that. Happily Don't accepting that. But I, I think it takes a lot for people to say when. And if he's saying when, then he knows when he needs to say when. One person that I think didn't really know when to say when, we talked about him earlier before the show uh, ended or before the pregame ended, was Steve Jobs. He was so dedicated to the brand of Apple that he wasn't able to adequately say when. And I, I give Bezos uh, thumbs up for doing that. Well, if Sherlock Holmes was here, he might say, well, Jeff could have lost a family member due to COVID. And is simply that that could be the most obvious answer. And, you know, the speculation kind of that's one of the things that happens. Even once you become a public figure, the the laws change even that all eyes on you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So there's some interesting points about um, what that means. I wish him well. I still will never forget the image of him. T somebody took a picture of him in his office decades and decades ago, late at right. night, just working hard with one uh, note on the wall, which was a, something, I think it was a reminder to himself about what his principles were. And I'm proud of him. I mean, I'm proud of him as an American and none of us can be perfect, but I, I, I choose to um, understand what, that. Did, people what did the notes say? I, I just want to sell shit. No, no, no. It was something along the lines of customer obsession or something like that. Yeah, and I have the I remember this principles photo here right on my there. desk at Amazon. The leadership principles are very, very uh, wonderfully binding sort of uh, principles. And I was told by uh, uh, the, one of the AWS managers says, if, if you don't like, I was up for the running for being a, a technical account manager at, at AWS for Idaho. And he said, if you don't like 100% of what's in those those uh, leadership principles, I recommend you not accept the job, even if you're offered, because you just will not be happy. So you need yep. to have those principles resonate. I've never seen anything like it at any other company. And I've seen the growth rates over the past 15 years of Amazon. Amazon spent a half a billion dollars paying the best, brightest minds to people to develop the best algorithms for getting things out the door. And I really, yep. cause I read their 2009, 2009 SEC filing. It took me hey, like four hours to read, but I like efficiency just as much as the next guy. So, or gal. Um, so with that being said, I took a look at a skill today. Uh, I actually did a skill uh, review on it and I wanted to kind of bring it up. Um, it's a, it's a religious skill full disclosure, full disclosure. Mm -hmm. It's called Catholic prayers, but there's a couple reasons why I want to bring this up. First one is, is because I've never seen something that is such uh, like a niche product of being like a religious skill have over a thousand reviews. I think that's phenomenal. The other thing is, is that the voice experience that, uh, that this guy was able to create, uh, Nico Panther was able to create was phenomenal. It's, it's a good visual and also audio experience whenever right. you it utilizes whenever, APL. Yeah, whenever you put it on a display screen, you have you can pick a random prayer. You can go to the list, and it opens up another list of prayers of all these prayers here, and then you can actually hear those. And I thought to myself, like, man, this guy's sitting on a gold mine because if he could use that same formula and repeat that, you know, and make like a Jewish one and mm -hmm. maybe an Islam one and, you know, maybe flash briefings that just play like a random prayer uh, throughout the week. I, I really think yeah. that you may have right. something mm -hmm. there. 
in fact, what one of the suggestions that I gave him was allowing people to select different voices because it's these are all in Alexa's voice. But imagine if he used uh, if he had some sort of default where he could say, um, "I want to hear all my prayers in a in a man's voice," and it would switch to you right. know that SSML voice. But this is well, it. I can say that um, I, I'd like I, I'd like to say one thing um, mm -hmm. as somebody that listens very carefully and has a pretty good memory. I when the very first the very first sentence that's spoken when the skill activates, you do get the idea that she can offer you to offer to pick a tip for you. But then at the end of the sentence, it is confusing. I would just want to say to him for free, you could for free. It won't be confusing. It won't be a detriment at all. Just add once again, or I can pick for you. Because then that the, those three options are fresh in your mind after you listen to it. Because that it's so perfect, except for that last part, the way the sentence ends, you forget what three choices you have. You remember two of them, but not the third one. So that's what I would say, and that would be for free. It wouldn't cause any detriment to the functionality mm -hmm. at all. You just fix it. So it's like option one, option two, option three, a reiteration. Just at the very end one. of the sentence, the or I can pick for you. Oh, that's all. Yeah, I like it. Because okay, you forget cool. the phrasing of it. You forget the phrasing. You know what she means, but you can't remember what the phrasing is. Yeah. That was my experience. Yeah. And it's a free fix. It would be easy to do. But yeah. the other thing I wanted to point out with this is, holy cow, look at how many regions this thing is published in. Right. Well, German, hey, Italian, man. Portuguese, Spanish. It's a lot of regions. So... My hat goes off to, to Nick over there, uh, Nico Panther, and uh, I did leave it a review, so I am going to be review 1067. Well, and not only that, but we talked about it, you know, the idea is that you could have Amazon Poly read or read it and export it to uh, MP3, to S3. You can have Lambda with SciPy and all those in there. Pull the MP3 file and really quickly run it through a deconvolutional reverb and you could actually play the audio back as if they were inside the, the Sistine Chapel or if they were inside one of the other acoustic spaces. And that's one of the things that I'd like to ultimately do. Um, and I think it's something I'm waiting for uh, in order to upgrade my skills. Once I can get to the point where I can do real-time meaningful audio effects like mm -hmm. that, then I, I will probably upgrade my skills, but I have all my yeah. skills already translated to those languages. I just don't see the cost working out. All I see is if I right. publish in five more countries, I'm going to be owing five times more. Yeah. To Money. AWS. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> AWS I mean, is God. But that's a great, that's a great, that's a, yeah, they're a great company. I hope they have a lot of money. So I, I genuinely money. feel they are a great company. Their training is free and anybody can yeah. get an AWS certification and you can do anything that you want to do in the world with an AWS certification and you can get it for free. So I just want to put that out there. Definitely, definitely. And AJ, great point about the Amazon Poly. I mean, it's definitely the leverage that to be able to to bring that in is is it should be used. Of course, absolutely. It's that's what it's there yeah. for. Um, I yeah, also absolutely. told the I, I told the author about us giving him a shout out tonight. So he is Sweet. going. He's he's either going to be he's either watching us now, or he's going to watch it on our, our replay. But regardless, Wonderful. the cool. actual skill preview comes out March sixteenth, if I'm not mistaken. Just uh, keep an eye out for that on our YouTube channel. And if you can, go ahead over and subscribe to that. We would appreciate that. Cool. Um, um, go ahead. What's up, man? 
Oh, I was just gonna, you know, I was just gonna give a shout out to our, our sponsor. I thought. It oh would, yeah, uh, Ooh, that's, that's where I was going next. Go ahead. Just, uh, that's where you're going next. I mean, you might beat me yeah. to it. Uh, well, I want to give a shout out to uh, um, Wit Lingo. Obviously, um, they they're the sponsor for this month. Uh, they have a really cool product over there. Uh, the product they're launching is a is a new sort of. Um, how's how was described by uh ahmed was a a new sort of uh, audio animal that's a hybrid between a podcast and a clubhouse channel and i have been on clubhouse this past week and it's it's wildly addictive at the same time but this thing's pretty cool so in a nutshell it's a tool that enables deployment of uh, management of crowdsourced audio channels um Mm -hmm. a use case of uh, that you might we might apply here as is fans of our our show uh, be able to go to Whitlingo, go to a Whitlingo hosted page, which I think we definitely need to get up there. I know I I posted one thing on there. I need to get some new mm-hmm. stuff up there. And uh, um, the voice uh, Ahmed channel. Was, uh, the voice well, I'm channel, excited because yeah. Ahmed he, Ahmed said that he's uh, he's going to be in Washington D.C. or something like that around the time of uh, a Project Voice, and uh, he was like kind of on the fence about saying yeah he he'd come. I I'd like to encourage him to come. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Hang out with him. Oh, that's so fantastic. Love to definitely hear more of his stories about the work that he's done because I know that's just the tip of the iceberg. What he shared on our show, just the tip, just the tip of the iceberg. Definitely. And he was on earlier. He was on today, I think, on um, Vox 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 World. um, I think I can't remember what show it was, but uh, but yeah, Yeah. I think I think that was a show. Yeah, he was on earlier today, Um, (laughs) just doing what he does, being amazing and uh, telling amazing stories. Um, So. you know, he's, uh, he's, he's, he knows what he's doing. He's been around yes, it for is. a little while, <laughs> so, but yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, wit lingo, um, go over there, um, and, uh, see what they got cooking. And thank so you for sponsoring us. Yes. And thank you for sponsoring us. Wit lingo. So with that being Former said, sponsor. it's time to bring oh, yeah. on our guest and Ben. It, yeah. Welcome. Uh, Shamala Priyaga. Shamala. Hey, Shamla. there she is. How's it going? <laughs> Shamla. I think you're on mute. I think you're on mute. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Hey, <laughs> this happens all the time. Hello, guys. How are you? Good. Doing how well. are you? How are you? You're doing great. Doing good. So we wow. want to have you on because uh, not only are you doing a lot in the world of voice, but you've started a, a digital assistant academy, which I think is very, very cool. And it's a, it's a way in order to get people into the voice world and essentially prepare them for a career in conversational de- design, conversational development. And I think it's great. And uh, I know the other guys think it's cool too. So we wanted to bring you on and have you talk about that a little bit. What was your major, um, drive for building this what what was that aha moment so um you know i used to work for amazon long time back and mm-hmm. uh, the the way you know they used to design voice application was completely different and then i worked with voicebox technologies which was acquired by sirens and mm. uh, they had a completely different way of uh, approaching and designing voice applications. The process was different. The tools were different. Everyone was trying to build their own conversational AI platform or, mm. uh, you know, approach the problem uh, a certain way. And uh, the same thing at Ford. Uh, so what I found was, uh, you know, there's a lot of gap when it comes to how people are designing voice applications mm-hmm. in general. And uh, to the point where uh, some applications are uh, you know, not being used a lot, right? For the very same reasons. 
So uh, when I started looking at all of these things, I identified like there is a big gap and the gap is we do we have lack of resources. We don't have the right kind of designers who have that mindset of designing voice applications. Developers are great. Don't get me wrong. You know, they are great at doing things, but they cannot think as a designer thinks of creative mm -hmm. things or they cannot think um, uh, from the psychological standpoint or linguistic standpoint. And there are a lot more things, you know, like how do you test your application and uh, stuff. So uh, that is when I realized that we need to design something. And uh, I thought about academy, like, why don't I start a training? Because mm -hmm. with my eight, nine years of experience, I should be doing something like that as bringing my UX background and UX experience plus my voice experience and building a training, which will help, uh, you know, uh, the next generation of designers to learn a set process. And that can help them tremendously, no matter which company they work for, because they are mm -hmm. learning the right mindset. And that is how uh, I thought about it. And that is why we call it setting the standards in voice technology, because I'm not just thinking about uh, voice interaction design as uh, uh, well it is a conversation between a user and a bot so just focus on the conversation aspect of things but also mm -hmm. as a designer if i know how technology works what asr is what nlu is what tts is and how each of these work how to tune the voice prompts and uh, uh, how to uh, create the language model so that i can create a more natural system when a designer is able to think that way, that is when they'll be able to do justice to the system. They'll be able to mm -hmm. help bring in more and more, uh, you know, like uh, experience to the uh, voice applications. Mm -hmm. And sure. uh, in addition to that, uh, of course, you know, like inclusivity, we talk about ethics, we talk about privacy. And uh, I feel like, you know, at this point, what happens is people are doing whatever is making sense. We are hustling to create a voice application. That's what we are doing. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I, I think it's great that um, you're taking this sort of angle on it because you're also part of the uh, open voice network. So with you doing that and you doing this, it's almost sort of like you staking your claim to say, hey, look, these are the these are the key features that need to be standardized in the world of voice. And these how this is how we can move forward without it being a detriment to not only privacy, but security, and we can all have a little bit of fun at the same time. But it's so it's, it's also to protect the uh, the employee so that they're not like tumble dried as they change jobs, right? Mm -hmm. so That's that exactly don't... the thing. Yeah. So mm -hmm. see, for me, there was a learning curve every time I joined a company because Amazon oh, yeah. used to have uh, you know back in the days they used to have voice scripts. This is where uh, we used to create the entire voice flow and you know mm -hmm. uh, the entire conversations. And uh, with Voicebox, um, it was a completely different kind of experience where they used to use a completely different tool. And it was a lot more complex. And uh, they had like visual tools, uh, but it was all over the place. So it was very difficult to even uh, create the entire uh, flow. Like, OK, what happens if this? Uh, you know, like from one interface to the other or one interaction to the other. So it was very difficult that way to uh, design. So there was a little bit of learning curve. Mm -hmm. uh, plus it was very heavy. And here it is completely Excel sheet based and Visio based. So even the tools are not standardized. The things we are using mm -hmm. is not standardized. So there's a learning mm -hmm. curve everywhere, right? So the whole point of uh, standardizing learning itself is so that we can come to terms about what process should be designed, what process should we follow. 
even when you are designing voice application and testing it out right we mm -hmm. just uh, we can voice enable everything but what should be our strategy should we voice enable everything because we have the capability or should we think about it from a different standpoint uh, for example is this going to help the users a very very simple example like uh, in the car uh you know like turning off volume or turning on volume is like just mm -hmm. a present uh, a button press right mm -hmm. the same thing if you have to say through voice it's like okay turn on the volume to 20 or 30 or whatever you know first of all there's a cognitive load i need to think about that number like what is that number how does the system understand yeah, what does it mean so, yeah so uh people get too excited about voice but they don't realize like what the strategy should be how should we think about voice first or how should we think about voice enabling a feature uh, so it's really important to first of all have that strategic mindset of why and how so uh, doing the right kind of testing or uh, talking to the users to validate your ideas even before you jump in and start doing something is really important so i feel like uh, with this training i want to you know bring the mindset the right kind of mindset which is required to be successful in this field because hey right now voice is evolving but mm -hmm. think about it like 10 years down the line it will be the front line it will be everything you know people will be talking about voice voice applications will be all over just yesterday i was talking to someone and we were talking about how voice can be used in hr technologies or mm -hmm. hr applications and there's so much potential so every company will start thinking about those kind of things and then if everyone is doing whatever is making sense to them we are going to mud this entire uh, field muck mud mud so there there is the idea that uh to a person with a fresh hammer everything looks like a nail and that's what you're saying yep. happens with voice Exactly. Let's put voice on everything. <laughs> okay, oh, so that's uh, a very mature like point of view. You would like to file a claim? And, no. <laughs> like, no, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of myself as like a young designer. Like I, we, you know, I mean, this is going to take the way back machine a, a lot of years. But you know, I, you know, obviously, I'm relatively new to this. I think a lot of a lot of people are. But you know, I think designers. You feel like designers in general, um, or user experience, um, you know, people that are going to school for that now really should kind of take. Maybe your, you know, look at your academy or look at look at organizations like that, um, as 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 a, almost a requirement now. Do you feel like it, it, it's going to be that way in the future, or do you feel like it's going kind of getting to that uh, where you have to have a graphical user interface, but then you also have to have obviously, you know, the voice interface as well? Do you feel like that that's that's going to be uh, the next step for a lot of designers? It will be for sure. So. coming from a ux background i have seen the evolution of user experience from uh, you know the verbiage the terminology the process everything being all over the place to now that every job description with a user experience would say uh, hci certificate uh, uh, many will say like you know it's good to have but many will say it is must to have right, right? right. so uh, yep. it will become standard at some point where companies will also expect right now it's you know we all are trying to learn how to swim in the space yeah i think that's a uh, a polite way of putting it <laughs> to say the least um well it's like the army ants you know like they're all they make a boat out of each other they they they, 
I had no idea what, what AJ was talking about. I'm like, yeah, yeah, build a boat, build a boat. Literally like 1030 at night, I get this JPEG image of these ants like floating across the creek or something. I'm like, what the hell is this? Well, every yeah, no. every new uh, foray into something, especially like what Shamla is talking about, is that there. If you find yourself at the beginning, then it's uh, very important for the for the growth of the future of an industry at large that that somebody is responsible. And one of the best ways to be responsible is to highlight, echo back their true experiences based on truth, and then educate people mm-hmm. and give them. The tools to so you have the story and they have the information and then people come out and that's a proper way for for evolution and growth uh, and procession to occur yeah it's not always easy so do you want to talk about any of the uh challenges that has been or rewards uh from uh, creating your your academy uh of course rewards you know my students are enjoying the course i'm getting a lot of positive feedback from them which is very satisfactory you know when mm-hmm. people are validating so i feel like yes i'm doing something right and that is why uh, you know the program the way it has been designed the activities the assignments i mean definitely you know i don't think about uh, this program as a piece of paper so hey if you just want a piece of paper go and uh, you know do some online training with a lot of videos and take the certificate mm-hmm. Mine is very immersive, yeah. right? So the way I thought about it is I, I, you know, like when I design as a UX designer, I always empathize with the user. I put myself in the user's shoe and I design. Mm. So I was like, if I were to take this course from the beginning, if I was a novice and I have to do it, how would I learn? What will be the best way to go about it? And then, mm-hmm. you know, I thought about uh, that and based on that, I designed. So, you know, what would work for me? What kind of activities would really help me, you know, uh, think about it or, you know, would uh, help me question the right kind of things or what kind of research would help me? So based on that, this entire program was designed. So. Uh, that was one thing. Uh, the most uh, rewarding, I would say, is, of course, you know, like all the effort I have put when people uh, are uh, really appreciating that, it's amazing. Uh, like, I got a job. <laughs> definitely <laughs> amazing. Uh, recruiters now. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, I what will be, uh, you know, helpful is uh, when my students will get the job. You know, that is the success story that will tell the success about, uh, you know, this course for sure. But then uh, there were a lot of difficulties. You know, I was dealing with my cancer and uh, during the treatments and all, I was like, nope, life is short. I I have to do this. So that is when I started. I had no idea you were a survivor. What 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 exactly, uh, if you don't mind sharing, what what exactly was your uh, situation? I had a renal cell carcinoma uh, on the right side of the kidney and it was an incidental Mm -hmm. finding and uh, that's when, you know, I had a big realization in my life like, uh, well, everything is great. Uh, You know, I have a nine to five job, which is great, but I used to feel, you know, always constrained in a box and I used Mm -hmm. to feel this is not uh, Mm -hmm. the only thing I want to do, this more to do. I want to achieve more in my life. You know, I'm very ambitious. So, uh, but I used to always keep my ambitions, you know, in the backstage, like, yeah, you know, someday I will do it. But the day, uh, you know, my reports came and the doctor was like, you know what, it is 90% cancer, but we have to do a surgery before we can confirm uh, in the biopsy and all. Mm -hmm. Uh, My life was upside down and I was Mm -hmm. like, 
okay, life is very short. We don't have time. So whatever I have to do it, it is now. So I was like, no matter what, I'm ready to take any kind of risk now. I mean, nothing is bigger than cancer. Any risk yeah, is yeah. smaller than that. So I was like, yep, I will do it. And during that period, um, you know, this this idea has been in running in my mind for a very long time. I was like, I should mm -hmm. be doing something like this. But then after the reports, I was like, this is the time. And then right. I put in all my effort and all my energy into, you know, the curriculum, the course, and how should I tell the story? So it's a very storytelling based uh, uh, curriculum. So it's not just, yeah. uh, you know, some lectures which you will see, but it has my entire story uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of different kind of stories in there. So completely storytelling based uh, format. So writing the scripts and then, uh, you know, doing the recording. So I hired a production company to do the recordings uh, for me, for the entire mm -hmm. thing. So mm -hmm. it was a lot of work. So traveling from uh, where I am uh, to, uh, you know, uh, uh, they were in Grand Rapids. So it was a couple of hours ride. Uh, so going mm -hmm. there during the recording hours and recording days, especially on weekends, they used to do for us. So mm -hmm. it was all fun. It was all a lot of uh, things, but uh, you know, it's all rewarding. Like uh, here I am, I was able to yeah. successfully launch the course. And the month I launched the course, I had two students and there's a regular, uh, you know, like flow, people are enrolling. So that's great. it's fun. That's great. Wow, that's well, you, uh, that, that's, that's really amazing. We're, and, and, we're so you know, glad a, that you made it through yeah. and that you're here with yeah. us and that you stayed strong. And I think it's such a exemplary thing I could, I mean, I, none of us really understand what that fear feels like, right? Until we feel it. And, you, yeah, uh, it's, you know what? I'll tell you one thing. Before cancer, I used to think like, oh, cancer is a word. You know, it's just a word. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, oh, someone has it. Oh, I'm so sorry for them. That's how the feeling is, right? We just feel like yep. that. The moment, you know, someone tells you like, hey, you have it. You know, mm -hmm. it's completely life was shattered i was depressed for so many days i was locked in a room mm -hmm. and i was like okay what am i supposed to do what will happen to my family you know what about my son should i be yeah. writing my wills and should i be just thinking about end of life or what right. is it yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. I, I think well, i think I, it's the, no. it, you know one of the things that they say um in the coast guard is that you cannot you can never measure the will to live right so we have all these models. They'll go out and predict, okay, based on uh, 50 degree weather and them wearing a bathing suit, they should last this long. But there's always that huge caveat of the will to live and the human, the human condition, and that is just completely, um, you know, undefined. There are so many other, um, so many situations where a person should have been done, done for figuratively speaking and the helicopter comes right over and they somehow see them and they wave and the guy comes down grabs them picks them up and takes them away that has happened numerous times you know hundreds of thousands of times throughout the history of the coast guard and it all goes back to that will to live mm -hmm. and you found that will through taking your experiences of what you what your dream was which was creating something through voice and then really making that happen and bringing that to fruition so my hat goes yeah. off to you for that i had no idea that, that you were a survivor so that's awesome yeah, yeah I, mean, I wrote a book after that as well uh, you know because i see that as a miracle in my life you know mm -hmm. and uh, that changed a lot of things for me my outlook <laughs> towards things 
and um, you know how to approach or how how to even live you know it changed everything for me ben yeah. did you want to say something that no, was about to just bring up the book itself called, called close calls which is I, I was checking it out on on amazon um a little bit earlier um uh, two days ago i think actually and uh yeah no um i, I was about to say that uh, oh. was that the the spark of the inspiration to write that book i mean it just came out a little a few months ago so um, was that your inspiration? And it goes into a little bit deeper, I think, of you know your story and, and all the other stuff. Can you tell us a little bit more about the book in, in general? I'm putting it in the uh, chat right now. Yeah, so uh, I mean, uh, a lot of miracles happened in my life. So Nick, how you were saying about the Coast Guard thing, right? Like uh, mm -hmm. uh, all the different stories. I've seen those kind of stories in my life tons of times. You know, I was almost kidnapped when I was uh, very small, like in oh, my wow. fifth grade, yeah. So, uh, you know, to that, uh, from that stage uh, to now, there were so many miracles which has happened in my life. So normally when you are, uh, you know, in your life, when you are going through those difficult times or things happen, you will never realize. But when you look back, you'll be like, okay, this happened for a reason and there was a miracle. Mm -hmm. And yep. that happened so many times with me. Uh, and especially, uh, you know, like uh, after uh, the cancer and all. I started a cancer care program uh, with Luke Catino, which uh, is, uh, you know, like one of the dietitians in India. He's a great guy. And mm -hmm. uh, so in his cancer care program, he talks about, you know, like how uh, your life uh, is not just, you know, about eating or exercise or only one thing. How, uh, you know, like car has four wheels. Your life needs to also survive with these four wheels, your lifestyle, your sleep, your diet, your mm -hmm. exercise, your mental health all of those mm -hmm. things and they really worked on my mental health through meditation and you know worked on my diet and every aspect of things so mm -hmm. which helped me bring back the faith i used to have when i was a kid uh, mm -hmm. you know but uh, throughout uh, the difficult periods you know all the different things happening i kind of you know lost trust in god and you know like i kind of uh, was separating uh, from him very far off mm -hmm. so, but i never realized i left him he never left me Yep. Right. So he was always that there. So a lot of people too along the way. <laughs> it does. I think. I think everybody has to have their, uh, you know, their um, their challenges and their battles to sort of uh, their own personal battles but, in order to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know what? That. To see her story, it does this thing. When you hear these, when you hear a story about an individual talking about facing and surviving, overcoming, and being brave, and in, in in these it enters your mind and it sort of floats and orbits. And when that time comes where you're facing that, it's not going to be a direct connection, but it is there. It does give mm -hmm. you strength. It is a good idea to share with others so that mm -hmm. they have a choice other than what fear will produce. Yes. And I think yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing Thank that with you us so much. so much. Yeah. So my book has all of my stories and inspiration for people so that, you know, they don't lose hope and uh, they have faith and trust in God and so. Did you make an audio book version of your book? Uh, no, I still have to do it. <laughs> oh God, there is nothing like hearing. She's very a story busy, AJ. She's very busy. In the voice yeah, of the author. Yeah, come on, man. She's over here writing no. um, 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 curriculum and curriculum. <laughs> Couldn't think of the well. Word. Yeah, but when you get time, I would love to hear that. I would buy that. I would love that. I heard uh, Stephen King read a, an, a portion of one of his books. And it was magic to hear the the voice of the actual mm -hmm. author. Oh my goodness! I disagree. I want I want Alexa. No, to she read could it go down. Me. You go down to the Maldives. <laughs> go down to the Hi. Maldives. Hi. Take a vacation, <laughs> and there'll be an audio <laughs> studio there. Do it there. 
<laughs> well, I, I don't know if can, I'll do with my voice. Maybe I'll use a text-to-speech engine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> One of the Amazon no, <laughs> no, you cannot. You you can no, no, no. We need genuine voice. The, there you go. There you go. So if, if if anyone's interested, it's called Close Calls, My Life of Unseen Close Miracles. Calls. It's on uh, Amazon. Um, Close uh, Calls, com, My Life so, of yeah. Miracles. Yeah, I think so. that's I, I think that's great. You know, it, it's inspiring. It, it, yeah. You know, I, I hate to say this because I don't want to um, I don't want to offend anybody Miracles. or anything. But, you know, a lot of times you get on you get on podcasts and, you know, it's sort of the same thing. Right. And we always try to mix it up. You know, I always sit, try to say something stupid during the 60 minutes. And sometimes I hit a home run. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. But, you know, you never know these things exactly. unless you unless you ask them. Uh, unless you ask yeah. the guest and we, yeah. we we had no intention on we 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 didn't even know you you're a cancer survivor so now that we know yeah. that it's uh it, you know it just adds to the character uh that you already had for us yeah and not only yep. that but the she described a scenario where see i had a conversation earlier today where we were the subject was teach ability to mm -hmm. me, teach ability is a very biased term because it is from the person who wishes to get the information to the learner. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you mm -hmm. spend too much time thinking about teachability, you're being, you're overly objectifying uh, the person who is supposed to be the beneficiary of your own activities. So the flip side of that would be learnability from the eyes of the person who is struggling to learn. Mm -hmm. So that's what I heard that you did. You created your, your, your storytelling from the, from your own eyes. And you're taking somewhat of a risk to imagine that others are others like me. Do others need to learn like I do? And you go, sometimes you're right. Sometimes you are right, right? So then I heard that the curriculum is very much story-based and I can't imagine a more better way to learn because as I found that the best way to teach a complex subject is to have an emotional relationship first with it. And then you, die, then you get details as your body or mind can absorb and you continue to do it that way. And I really think that is brilliant. So some of the some of the courses that are actually involved in this, I, I pulled it up here. So it's a uh, path into voice uh, interaction design, conversational interfaces, messenger bots, the power of conversational design, uh, voice interaction basics, designing for voices, storytelling and conversation design, and then chapter two, uh, skills and actions. Capstone. And yeah, and then uh, capstones. I, and it's a lot of stuff here. Ethics and voice design, which is huge. Huge, um, huge. Analytics and performance optimization. So this course really does Keep encompass going. just about everything that you will need to get ready, getting ready for the future. Nice. So, yeah, I love I, I love like the first the first few. I mean the, the the kind of the theory stuff that needs to go in there. I think a lot of de de <laughs> a lot of uh, developers kind of roll up their sleeves and they get right in there. Like, yeah, we're gonna build this thing and it's gonna do this and this and this. And yep. then the, the the theory portion is just kind of like glossed over. So that's really great that you're kind of you know putting that in there, which is is wonderful. Yeah. yeah so definitely. yeah. So the first, uh, yeah. Thank you so much. So uh, what I realized was uh, you know like when I started in the space. I hardly knew the different kind of voice errors which could occur, you know, and it was all trial basis, right? Disapplications, mm -hmm. no recognition, misrecognitions, anything of that sort was all trial and error for us. Like, okay, you know, what about this? What about that? So uh, many times what happens is designers, when they are not thinking about all of those kind of things, they are missing on how to design the flow or how to design the interaction. Yeah. 
interaction again uh, conversation is so important conversation design in general the dialogue between the user and the bot is really important but mm-hmm. the entire interaction is equally important which you have to be thinking about so linguistics is important psychology is important to understand some of those but if you don't understand you know like uh, the basics like how does it work you know or if you don't understand uh, uh, the different kind of conversational interfaces or how you can mm-hmm. you will not be in that mindset so first of all you know before mm-hmm. you even as an athlete if you are or um, you know getting into something you need to know some basic exercises or some basic mm-hmm. activities in first place so that yeah. you can be successful no matter what sport you are playing right it's the same kind of thing it's the same yep, thing yeah. you have to do with learning like you know you have to flex right. your uh muscles first of all which will help you absorb all the learnings yeah i always mm-hmm. say like um there if you can't bench press 100 pounds why are you entering the bodybuilding contest yep i mean there's some situations where it's like that where not everything applies like that it's just because you brought up the weightlifting metaphor so <laughs> just to shift gears here a little bit um you are the chapter lead for women in voice in the michigan area or Michigan and Michigan. Uh it's an entire state, not an area, geography, Nick. But um aren't you there so Nick that, in Michigan? I am. <laughs> yeah, well, so, well, that's what I thought. We're, we're actually <laughs> like, wait, uh, are you Michigan there? area. We're actually neighbors. Hey. So we're uh, <laughs> we're probably about an hour, probably, to be honest with you, we're probably about an hour and a half away from each other, which was kind of interesting because uh you know, just just the way everything matched up I was like oh she's from Michigan oh my god she's she from Detroit this is crazy so uh but yeah um we're probably about an hour and a half away from each other maybe look less look at that, than that logo w i v one single stroke stroke with a dot yep. design, beautiful right? w i v one single stroke women in voice is wonderful you know like i should thank june because it was her vision to start something mm-hmm. like this and she has opened up uh, you know like a platform for so many women and so many other mm-hmm. people who are minorities and want to uh, grow in this space so mm-hmm. uh, when uh, you know i saw that well you know there are uh, great chapters there are chapters in seattle and all over the world uh, there was not any chapter in uh, san francisco back then but then i realized like why should michigan be dependent on another chapter why shouldn't yep. we create our own and enable local talent here in michigan and around the area and that is when uh, this idea came to me and i was looking at who should i be talking to because there was a prerequisite to start this Mm-hmm. and uh, it was like well at least we should have three people because i cannot run everything alone uh, you know right. by myself you know i don't want to be the only one you know like taking the flag right. <laughs> and right. that is when <laughs> all of detroit all of michigan <laughs> so who's the other people who's the other people in michigan that help you out so then uh, one of my colleague jane spins you know she's also in voice tech and uh, okay. uh, she also works with me so i was like hey you know what uh, do you want to do this so she was like yes so together we did it and then aisha yusuf she works for um, i think uh, uh, quick and loan um, if i'm not wrong yeah so mm-hmm. she's also a conversational okay. designer so i was like she's also part of women in voice and she does a lot of uh, you know youtube interviews with uh, speakers so i was like hey you are in michigan so you know let's uh, yeah. uh, join hands and then do something and, so i'm curious uh, 
Yeah, I'm curious. I'm like, does the, the the Michigan chapter? I mean, there's an overarching you know theme of of what Women in Voice is doing. Do you have your own initiatives that you do locally, or um, are there any type of local events or anything that you guys are are, are putting putting up or, or putting together? Yeah, so we are planning to put together a lot of things, and uh, you know, together with the Women in Voice and the Academy, I'm planning a hackathon, which is called Hackabot. Okay. Yeah, uh, so that uh, we and uh, the theme for this year is uh, uh, evolving uh, technology, like evolve. Oh, I forgot the theme name. Wait, like, you know what? Happened? If you are you going to record it? Are you going to visually? Are you going to videotape it? Oh, that'd be so cool. Are you going to stream it? I don't know if we're going to stream, but that. yeah, I mean, we'll do something <laughs> like that. We are still planning uh, some of those things, but Hackabot yeah. is uh, planned for April as of now. We are okay. in the process of developing the website and, uh, you know, like uh, uh, just doing the initial groundwork for now. Right. But then the theme uh, this year is uh, connectivity uh, and uh, we are looking at women's safety, like how can voice and conversational AI enable, uh, you know, we can enable uh, in the women's safety or uh, that space. The other is urban uh, development. And the third space we have been looking at is uh, uh, campsites you know like camping is great people do camping but uh, no one has really thought about voice applications in that realm like forestry right. and all That'd so, be awesome. yeah so with hackabot we are planning to uh, you know bring these three themes up and then have people develop applications or bring in ideas and we'll help them develop it that's very cool. Amazing. I would love to see the results of that, and and, and like to AJ's point, watch almost. You know, um, I would love to. You know, Those are so from the, are so much. Fun. So let me ask yeah, you we, this: then. when when is this scheduled for April? Uh, let's see. I think it is sixteenth or seventeenth. Okay, good. Are you going to come to Project Voice? Yeah, I will. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Got my airline <laughs> tickets. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am pumped. I'm, I'm so, so pumped. Excited. So, uh, are you presenting? I thought I saw you on the program. Are you on the program? Project Voice? I don't think so this year. No? I haven't seen the agenda. Okay. Unless someone okay. has put my name, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Right. okay cause, um, hey, cause by we'll the way, Nick, why, why am I looking at the women in voice? How How is it possible that your mug is there? How is that possible? I don't understand. Five habits and I have no idea. What <laughs> that's Five how? habits all leaders should adopt. What is this? Is this how is. LinkedIn uh, is trying to sell click ads? So they're it's showing pictures ad. of yourself. So you click on it. Oh boy. That's Let's see what happens. That is I think it's a, I think it's, it's a lead. they did do that. There you go. It's a lead. Look it's at a that. Lead for. <laughs> no, but they showed you your own pictures to make you click on it. That's right. Oh, hey! And I thought it, I thought I was going to send you to a, a recruitment form for the uh, for the Coast Guard. That's what I thought we were, that was going to happen. Jeez. No, God, no! <laughs> that's fantastic. That just that's so fantastic. And uh, I think definitely uh, there's tons of things that people can think about, especially for that that hackabot um, mm -hmm. keywords that are abusive that people who are violent might be using uh, for camping. It could be sharing uh, recipes or songs or stories uh it could be places Even if or you... cleaning up campsites yes. like hey i went here i cleaned up last some way to right. help keep things clean i can tell you that above where i'm at is the sawtooth reserve and people come from all over the country they bring their families as a matter of principle to clean the trails that's what they do they come up here to go hiking but they come so that they have left leaving the place more beautiful than when they got there and they love it. 
there are so many ideas there are so many ideas yeah. i mean just when i was thinking about hackathon like hackabot and thinking about the campsite the immediate thing which came to my mind is well uh, you know i don't know uh, anything about even from basic reservations you know um, or basic q and a about the campsite itself to uh, when you are trekking i had a student long time back uh who was uh, you know like he, she told me her story and which was amazing she went for camping and uh, they had something it had peppers and she had allergies and mm. then you know like uh, she almost uh, passed out and then they had oh. to call 911 and there was no connectivity there was no network and they were struggling and it was so difficult just to navigate from there and take her to the hospital and mm-hmm. uh, you know after that uh, one idea came to her like you know wish there was a wearable or something which is able to detect the emergency and send the signal to mm-hmm. friends and families or something like that now 14.5 so, gigahertz so imagine right, when you are trekking you know uh, in the campsite and then there could be a trekking spot or some things uh, like that your phone is not working but if there were kiosks like we are thinking about drive throughs right. and all so if there were something like that where which is voice enabled and of course have screen and other things it will be so beneficial so yes. even in the forestry you know just to give information about the different trails and all uh, it's all visual right now and it is not yep. inclusive so yep. i mean just thinking about it myself i can find lot of ideas but i want to open it up to creative people to think about more ideas like what Definitely. creative you can think about in this space to make it more because i think you know when we talk about voice we have to think about what is the future and how do we connect entire Uh, ecosystem together because uh, mm-hmm. that is when we'll be able to really make something inclusive and uh, really make sense out of it and see that's that goes back to what you said earlier about uh beta testing and um testing out uh, uh, testing um bots voice skills whatnot um you could say something a hundred ways but i bet you i could find out at least another 100 ways to say something. So it's very important to make sure that you have that well-roundedness so that the machine, the product, whatever it may be, reacts the way it should react. And mm-hmm. um yeah, I think you could even uh expand that into themes. Like somebody didn't think about this, but it could also do this 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 and this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. There's a lot of opportunities and I feel like uh you know what better than a hackabot? Yeah, to bring right. ideas. Well, so, I can tell you that I the the director of the Sawtooth charity uh Sawtooth Society is a wonderfully brilliant woman. I mean, she impresses me every time that I talk to her. She is the smartest best listener. She's just an awesome person and I really admire her. Um she is in charge of the 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 charity. This the largest the Sawtooth Mountain a reserve up north um in the central Idaho and I can introduce you if you have ideas to talk to an actual director of a forest reserve that I'm would sure be, be tremendous help to me I've been trying to connect with people in forestry uh so yeah that would be amazing <laughs> okay thanks for doing you connect thoughts <laughs> I've already asked her permission I asked her before that I will eventually meet some folks and would like to make that connection she said by all means Amazing. See, nice. if your intention right. is right, God makes that connection. <laughs> This is what I say, miracle. <laughs> There it is. I have goosebumps. Um, so we're coming up on an hour. We're at fifty-five minutes. Final questions. Ben? I like your gold mic. Where did you get your gold mic? 
Oh, is that are you? You're jumping the you're jumping the the uh, the gun there, AJ. Go ahead, Gold Mike. Oh, I thought you said we have any final questions. I yeah, did. no, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> no, go ahead. Oh, uh, oh I didn't hear that. I, hey, so I'm standing back. I'm, let, let's go with the gold mic. Oh, yeah, oh, wait, wait. I, I, I want to say something before we get into the gold mic. You were you were deemed the Duchess of Voice by Terry by Terry Fisher, I think, the other day, the other day or, or whatnot. And I, I kind of carried on with that <laughs> because everyone's an evangelist, right? So I, I really like that that you that you 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 uh, stuck claim to that. I really uh, enjoyed that. So that maybe that's where the gold mic's from. I don't know, you know, who knows? But hey, I'm sorry, I, I'll I'll let you answer the question. <laughs> Yeah, actually, uh, it's funny, you know, Duchess of Voice. Uh, uh, so Terry uh, asked me, like, okay, you know, we need to have a stage name uh, for this show. So what is it? And I'm like, evangelist, because I've always been an evangelist. And actually, you know, like, even before uh, the voice technology, I used to call myself UX evangelist. I started a LinkedIn group called User Experience, which has like 200,000 plus uh, members. So it was like long time back. I started it when LinkedIn started and when I started my career in UX. So it's mm -hmm. funny. So uh, that's why, you know, evangelist came to my mind and Dr. Terry was like, well, although, uh, you know, it is a great uh, one, but it is already claimed. So think about something else. And I was like, what else should I do? And I started looking at Lisa and Lisa was like, VUI queen. And I'm like, well, you know, if she can be VUI queen, I should be thinking about something different. So I was like, that is a voice seems better. <laughs> love it. Love it. And I love that you like straight up owned it. And I was just like, okay, this is going to be great. I actually was thinking about that when we were coming, when I was looking at the, some artwork for, for the, you know, for the imagery for your post on, on our, on our website. And I was like, okay, it's gotta be beautiful. We gotta have a crown and she's, you know, things are evolving. And then that's why that's, that was my thought process when, when, when looking for artwork for, uh, for, yes. for your post. And, and he's very, the, uh, I think it's a very, I hope you like it. It was, a, I thought it was a lot of work <laughs> went into uh, finding a good, Thank you guys. <laughs> Ben finds the most amazing images. Uh, like he has a knack for it. Like th that is what that guy does. He's, I, he's I, the man. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to curate and make it fun. And, and, you know, I feel like a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of posters get a little dry and whatnot. So I wanted to, you know, incorporate some really great visuals, obviously with the, the lovely voice discussions that we have here on the show. So, and but thanks. Ben has guys. a huge heart. He has a huge heart. He's, he's a big, Big hearted dude, seriously. You guys are doing great. You know, all the things you are doing, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think that our end goal is really just to help people learn, you know. So, but thank you. Like, we just want people to learn and, and, and you know, obviously, you know, um, more people be involved in voice, one. And then, two, more people learn about voice so they incorporate it in their everyday life. Really. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, well, we, you, we, we, this wasn't the first time that we met Shamla. Yeah, we, we met a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, we yes, exactly. And I remember she asked the question, "What does it mean to you? The future is spoken." So, would you like to share with us what ah. that means? Oh wow! <laughs> I know yeah. it's going to come back to me. <laughs> we're going to reverse it. We're going to turn the tables on you. <laughs> future is spoken. I I mean, when I think about it, um, you know, my when my son was three years old, two years old. He hardly spoke any words. He knew mm -hmm. one or two words. And what he did was the moment he saw the phone and uh, I was busy and he was asking me to, you know, play some cartoon. And I was like, he said, I'm busy, you know, right now. Mm -hmm. I'm doing something else, not now. So he's a problem solver. He's like, okay, mom is busy. She's not going to do anything for me. So he just took the phone, saw the microphone, 
pressed it and he was like just masha the bear that's it that's the keyword he used and it started playing and he knew what to do so when i think about uh, future that is what it is going to be you know like uh, we are going through an evolution in the voice but the future generation will be thinking about only voice that will be the primary modality which will come to them naturally no one mm-hmm. will teach them and voice is that kind of modality which no one needs to teach you like this is how you have to speak you know we started speaking when we were kids so mm-hmm. uh, my definition of future is voice is exactly to the point that in future uh everything will be voice enabled we don't have to teach anyone how to use an interface we don't have to mm-hmm. teach them how to speak so uh i see a very connected world through voice where everything and everyone will be using voice uh, you know uh, in their day to day life and mm-hmm. that is why i call it the future is spoken nice well the future is spoken i see and the world becomes a more civil place when people have many more of their needs met more easily so they have more time to dedicate to each other and be uplifting mm-hmm. to each other. Yep. That's just what like I a sense. Star Trek. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Shamla. So final question. I've got just one simple question for you. I ask it to all of our guests. I think you already um, did ask her when we were interviewed. I maybe, but have, <laughs> have you subscribed to voice spark Alexa and more on YouTube? I think so. I did. Yeah, I think can I, you I can you get I, uh, your husband to also subscribe? And, yeah. Uh, do you have a do you have an elderly aunt that you may have any her, adults living in the uh, house? Gmail account <laughs> access to. Yeah, I'll I'll make sure he subscribes too. Oh, okay. and then uh, where where do folks uh, go to find out more once again? And what would they expect if they got started with signing up with your course? Oh, that's a great question. So. Uh, if they sign up with the course uh, you know uh, depending on which course they take we have two courses one is for mm-hmm. career, uh, with career coaching the other is just the fundamental the moment you enroll you will get uh, the uh, you know access to our course material and the lms but you'll also get a private slack group uh, where you know we discuss a lot of things all of the students are there a lot of collaboration happens we do design review sessions with each students where they present their ideas so it's like you know you are we interacting a lot with them uh, plus you'll also get we have a mentor tool our own application for mentoring so you'll get access to that and through that you will be able to interact with different mentors and uh, they will guide you throughout uh, so and then you'll have access to me all the time for any questions we do uh, you know biweekly calls with students if they have any kind of questions like office hours wow. so there's a lot of things uh, which you'll get out of this that's amazing it's, a lot of it's great that's good. Yeah. And people That's can good. find more about me on LinkedIn. You already flashed my screen on LinkedIn. So yeah, <laughs> I'm very active on LinkedIn and Twitter. And yep, my handle on Twitter there. is Prayaga. You know you went to the right spot when you see the gold mic. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, that is from uh, China. <laughs> so with that being that said, it. Um, if we could, uh, we're going to go ahead and bounce you out real quick. We're going to say some nice things about you. And then we're going to end the show. If you could, please just uh, stand by afterwards and uh, we'll close out with you. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. That was cool, huh? We got into some pretty cool stuff. Amazing. Um, You know, I think it's great because, again, you know, instead of focusing on the voice, it's just not about the voice or what they've done in the community. It's about also 
what their journey's about, what makes them yeah. them. What's well, also told, they, being they told are. that you can't be a you can't be an evangelist. You have to change your name. You have to think of a new name right now. <laughs> you have to re, uh, redefine yourself right now. I like it. I like it. I think I like, it's I like, better. Yeah. I think it's way better. I think there's a lot of evangelists out there, and you know, mm -hmm. hey, when you're evangelizing on top of each other, just like ants, right? Like making boats. I votes. cannot believe it. Is that how we're going to get a chance to meet her in person. Provided. I know. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> It'll be good. It, yes. She she may want to have a you know how like it's a social distancing six feet. Mm -hmm. She might want to have mm -hmm. a uh, um, sixty foot distance between us. Like hey, we're well, over here. Well, yeah, Nick. <laughs> hey, mean, it's I that guy that's I on LinkedIn. People Wait, forcing that often when you're in the room, uh, but you know it's it's different for everybody. Uh, so anyhow, uh, with that being said, if every if everybody could, if they uh, need a uh, voice assistant, um, a voice app and they want to uh, build that, they can go over to Witlingo and check it out. They are our sponsor for Absolutely. the month Witlingo. of February. And uh, again, Witlingo. thank you for the sponsor. So with thank that you, being said, I am good. Are you guys good? You got any uh, hanging chats yes. or anything? I was going to say uh, me. Let's see. Me is not as good as we. Flip it. We. Okay. There it is. I'll figure there it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, happy Black History Month. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And I will see you all next week. See you next week. I will too.